Hey guys, welcome back to Keeping It Simple. This is Luis Sanchez. I'm here with my co-host. Hey, I'm Scott Callentine. Welcome to the episode. Let's get started. Welcome to Keeping It Simple, Season 2, Episode 3. Thank you for joining us. What you don't know is that was like the kajillionth take of introing. I am glad to be here. This is your host, Scott Callentine, with my co-host, Luis. We are glad to be here. Back at it in season two, starting up again. And as we have started season two, started with a new series on our irreducible minimums, our ecclesial minimums. If it helps you, just think about the four basic elements of what makes a simple church, simple church. And really what probably the church needs to consider as the minimums for the church itself. But at least for us in our context of the Simple Church Collective, these four minimums have to be present in order for our communities, our groups, to be considered simple churches. So those four minimums are worship, community, mission, and leadership development. Now, if you haven't caught up yet, go back and listen. We talked about mission, which is really recentering us on Jesus, that we talked worship, about worship Jesus. Yeah, that's, isn't that what I said? You said mission. Oh, we talked about worship, where we, we talked about centering ourselves on Jesus. And then we talked about community. We had a special guest, Luis's wife, Melissa Sanchez. Shout out. Um, And we talked about community. We talked about how we gather community, gather people together, some of her past experiences with that. And today we're we're following suit into our third irreducible minimum, which is mission. So I think it's really important that as we start this topic, we, we really begin with a definition because mission can be one of those terms maybe thrown around and Christian circles, if you've been around Christian people or church to talk about mission and this idea of mission, maybe, but we maybe don't have an agreed upon definition. What are we even talking about? So I think it's really important for us to start there of, all right, when we say mission, what do we mean? What are we talking about? Luis, help us out. Yeah, so the big picture when we talk about mission is joining Jesus and continuing his work here on earth, right? Jesus said that he came to seek and save that which was lost. We don't get to save that which is lost, right? But we do get to join Jesus in making people aware of who he is. And joining him on mission means pointing people to him that he is able to do what we cannot. He's able to save us. He's able to heal. He's able to restore. And so big picture, it's joining Jesus and continuing his work by pointing through the gospel, right, to Jesus as the one and only one that can save us, that can restore us, that can uh, bring new life. But at the core of it, when we when we think about mission, is, is joining Jesus right where he's called us, in our present or future network of relationships, so that people there can have an opportunity to know him. Mm. But even dialing it in just a little bit more, Doing mission as a simple church then means joining Jesus in community among the people that he has called us to. When we think of simple churches, we think that each simple church must gather to make much of Jesus' worship, much must gather to, to have authentic relationships yeah, with those that they call relationships. Their, their spiritual family, yeah. and then must be joined together to, to join Jesus On mission. But here's the thing. Each simple church may do mission in a different way. 
Why? Because we need to understand and we need to have an increasingly growing knowledge of the context that uh, God calls us to. So, mission, maybe in, in, in the simplest sense, is joining Jesus where he's called us. Maybe, that, maybe that's helpful for you as a listener. Why, why is mission one of our minimums? Jesus, at the end of his life, gathers this ragtag group of people that have been following him. And, and, and one of the last things that he says is found in, in Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. You call that the Great Commission. Yeah. And he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Right? Not just go and gather right? Not just go and just hang out, right? But go and tell people about me and, and tell them to become like me and show them how to do that. And baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So create a community and create a, a context or join me where there are not believers yet and help them cross the threshold of faith. And teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the end of the age. So Jesus says to this ragtag group of people, my mission here on earth will continue through you as you go and tell others about me, as you go and replicate my life through you in others, and as you go teaching them not only to know, you know, my ethos or the things that I did and why I did them, but obeying the things that I've taught you to, to obey. Mainly, loving God, loving others, and, and loving ourselves well. So that's why it's important. Jesus said it at the end of his life. Hey, you can join me in something that is greater than just yourself. Join me in the greatest mission of all time, connecting people to their maker and connecting people uh, to the purpose of, for why they were created. Mm. Yeah, mission isn't, it's not just a service or a gathering time, although valuable, especially like look at the history of the church. Church gathers, like we need to be in community. That's why community is one of our minimums. However, you know, some of us might be thinking, and at least for myself, you know, as I have entered the conversation of mission and what does being missional look like and how do I live out this mandate that Jesus has given us to make more disciples? Well, is, is attending a service enough or doing a service project? You know, how does that impact the idea of mission? And I would say, man, those are really good things. We are for people attending services. We are for people serving their local community, their local context, and serving within the context of the church, right? However, in the context of, in a simple church, we believe that Jesus has called us to a specific people group. He's asking us to serve a specific demographic, a specific location of people. And our mission, each mission of each simple church, is going to look a little bit different. But it's going to be serving that specific context of people. 
and giving them the opportunity to know and experience Jesus, maybe for the very first time. Here's a question, Scott. Yeah. Can mission happen where there is only believers present? No. <laughs> the short answer is no, right? Because we look here at the Great Commission, and, Je- and Jesus sends them among those that need to hear about him, among those that need to be baptized, and among those that need to be taught to That's believe right. and obey the things that Jesus taught. So it's important, right, to, to, to realize that if you're just gathering with other believers, that's amazing. That's great fellowship. And man, sometimes you need that, right? You need a that has a good, purpose. A good in the prayer church. gathering, Absolutely. right? You need a good, you know, men's barbecue. You need a good ladies' retreat. But I wouldn't say that if you're gathering around other believers that you're living on mission. You can only live on mission among unbelievers, right? And so if a church is not, or a simple church, and, and this stings, right? Because as a person that's coming from the prevailing model, and as a person who's right now raising up uh, simple churches, if we're not routinely seeing baptisms and people coming to faith, then the question is, are we really living on mission? We're right? not spending significant portions of our time with people who do not know Jesus yet. Are we on mission? Yeah, and that's something that we have to wrestle with, right? Here's a statistic I heard um, uh, a while ago, and I don't know the exact numbers, but it, it rings true to me. The longer that you are in church, the less likely you are to have unbelieving friends. I'm going to say that again. The longer that you are in church, the less likely you are to have unbelieving friends. And it makes sense, right? Because when you go to church and and you go into church gatherings and church circles and church communities, then more and more of your friends become church people. And that's why a lot of times uh, it's new believers that bring in their network of relationships to you know, a prevailing they're, they're model churches and, and yeah. they're on fire for the Lord and they still know a lot of unbelievers. And so somebody once challenged me, they said, Luis, you're in this church world and almost in this church bubble. You need to always have your foot in the world. Don't hear what I'm not saying. Jesus calls us to be in the world, but not be of the world. Yeah. But if you're not in the world, then you're not on mission. How are you possibly going to right. know unbelievers? You're not on yeah. mission. And so here's a challenge to you listeners. Here's a challenge to you who are thinking about starting your own simple churches. Where is Jesus calling you to be on mission? Who are the unbelieving people that sit around your dinner table? Who are the unbelieving people that you come alongside and listen to their stories? Who are the unbelieving people that Jesus may be calling you today, calling you to? Mission has to be intentional. Jesus is always at work. He has been at work. And it's up to us to discern, to understand, Jesus, where are you at work? How can I join you? And who do you want me to orientate, to orient my life around? See, uh, the message of Jesus never changes. The mission never changes. But the methods may change. Some methods of the past still work in some context and methods that don't work anymore, we, we should change. There are pre-Christian contexts, there are post-Christian contexts, and whatever context we find ourselves in, we have to adapt the method so that the mission can be carried out the most effectively. Luis read the Great Commission. 
I like to call it the mission mandate. In some of my school reading, uh, it referred to a mandate in comparison to a command, right? It's not a command, it's a mandate. It referred to a mandate as it releases authority and responsibility to pursue endeavors of historic importance. In essence, the mandate Jesus has given us, not just a command, but a mandate, he's released authority and responsibility to those who are his disciples, his apprentices, to pursue the endeavors, the mandate has historical importance and implication. Creating and making new disciples, planting simple churches for as long as we do that, have historic and long-lasting impact on people's lives and bringing people, at least giving them the opportunity to know Jesus. How do we join Jesus on mission? I hope that as you listen to what we're talking about and mission being one of our irreducible minimums, it begins to stir something in you. Maybe you're someone who is, man, how do I, how do I reframe my life to be more on mission, to align myself further with what Jesus is doing? Maybe you're someone who's out there It's like, okay, I think I'm on mission. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's time to reevaluate. I would suggest we start with, okay, Jesus, where are you at work? Start with Jesus, where are you at work? Where have you placed me and who, have, who am I in relationship with that does not know you? That's where I would start. Where are injustices? that need to be fixed, that need healing? Where are your passions in your life that Jesus is, is leading you toward? Where is Jesus already on mission and how can you join? We need to be asking that question time and time again. See, what's awesome about Jesus, there's a lot of things that are awesome about Jesus, but one thing that's awesome about Jesus is he wants to use us as humans in his work, in this world. He uses broken people to meet broken people and to bring them to him. He doesn't need us, but he wants us. On this side of eternity, broken people bring broken people. And so we got to live that out. We got to do more than study the Bible, although important. We got to do more than gather together for worship, although crucial and a part of being a simple church. We got to do more than having meals together, although important and a part of a simple church collective, our DNA. We have to be on mission. Another thing I read in school, uh, which school is awesome and it's deeply challenging, I would encourage everyone to just continue to learn as you are uh, progressing in life. Always be a lifelong learner. But it says, it is better to affirm the God of mission has a church in the world than it is to say the church of God has a mission. In essence, God has a mission and the church is to join him in that mission. It's not that the church is the mission. The church is to find the mission of God in the world, what God is already doing, and then find the best way to join that context, in that time, just as we see throughout Scripture, as we have seen in the history of the church, we've got to join God in mission. 
So who are the people that, that the Lord is calling you to? How can we join him more effectively? And I think that that's part of the question, right? When, when you start asking that question, and when I remember, I remember when I first came to know the Lord, second conversion, I went back to the church. My church was reading through, um, the church that I was attending at the time uh, was reading through the Bible in a year. I joined them, you know, three chapters a day and five chapters on Sunday reads the Bible in a year. I started reading it, and almost immediately I felt like, man, this stuff is changing my life. But I cannot keep this stuff to myself. I always thought, you know, it's kind of like having a Ferrari and keeping it in the garage. Like, that's not why a Ferrari was made, right? It that's, looks pretty. That's silly. Right? And so <laughs> I felt like, hey, I have this Ferrari, right? I need to share this Ferrari with my friends. And, and to be honest with you, I, I, pro, I, I was green. You know, I didn't know the best way to reach people. And I shared Jesus with everyone because Jesus had transformed my life. Jesus had changed my life. If you know that, that uh, part of my story is like going from being freed from addiction and being freed from, from a host of things. And, and I was like, man, I had to tell other people. And maybe addiction is not your thing, but... If you are a true follower of Jesus, Jesus has freed you it's from something. Changed you. And, and, and has brought you from death yeah. to life, right? New creation. He's made you new. And the reality is if, if he's changed you, he's called you to be a witness to others and other people need to know. And, 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 and if you're anything like me, kind of like Jeremiah, he had this fire shut up in his bones and that he had to share. He had to share. But maybe you don't know where to start. And I think Scott's already mentioned it a couple of times. And and you start by asking in prayer, like, God, where are you at work? Like, open my eyes. Where are you at work? Right? And you listen. Prayer is in this thing where you just keep talking and talking and talking, right? God, where are you at work? Maybe you, you jot that down. You you take a walk in your neighborhood. You take a walk at your job um, place, right? God, where are you at work? And you wait. And you process. And you, you write it down, maybe. Or you just hear it in your heart. And then when the Lord reveals that to you, is you ask a subsequent question. And this is more like a missional prayer. Say, well, well, then God, how can I join you? Right? You start asking, God, how can I join you on mission among um, the places where you're working? Then even then, you can even kind of dial it in a little bit more. How can I join you specifically among a people group within that context? Who are you calling me to right now? God has uniquely made each of us, right? And our experiences, our, uh, the way that we were raised, all Help us get to a place of being able to share the gospel in one way um, that others may not. So here it is, you know, ask that question. Begin with listening prayer. God, where are you at work? God, how can I join you? And to whom 
Are you calling me right now? So uh, I'd love to end this podcast uh, with prayer today. Prayer for you to uh, be spiritually sensitive to the place that God has you in right now. God's already at work wherever you are, wherever you're listening from. And whatever context of relationships you're already in. But it's more about our attuneness, like us uh, getting the awareness, you know. And so let me pray. Hey, Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you that you allow us broken people on this side of eternity uh, to uh, reach other broken people. And that you call us to this, that we get to do this, Lord. Lord, at one point, many of us had not even thought about living our lives and orienting our lives on behalf of others so that they may come to know you. Lord, I pray as you stir people up, as they listen to uh, this podcast, that uh, they would have clarity in their discernment of where you are at work, how they may join you, and more specifically, where you're calling them to in this season. So Lord, I pray for the Spirit's work, the Spirit's activity, and for people to respond in faith to where you're calling them right now. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Keeping It Simple, where we talk about life and mission in ways that are easy to understand. Stay tuned as we release episodes each Wednesday. We'd appreciate it if you would like, review, share, and subscribe our podcast. Thank you for listening.